Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast, presented as always by In We Go, the only subscription that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Download the In We Go app today. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I am with AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater. We are here after the first period during the first intermission of the Abs Jets game. And since we are limited on time in this segment, let's just dive right in. Uh, boys, not a good start for the Abs. Uh, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> well, probably not, but it's close. Um, yeah, absolute terrible period. Uh, could have been five nothing without Barley. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> not playing good hockey right now, guys. That was uh, you know something I sort of uh, on Twitter before the game. I sort of made an observation. I don't think this is going to go well tonight, based on stuff that I'm hearing and observing from this team. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's a problem right now. This uh, this will be the fifth loss in a row if uh, things keep going there the way they're going. Uh, I don't see a lot of optimism that the Avalanche are going to come back and beat the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, it's uh, It'll be five in a row, which is probably their longest losing streak in, uh, you know, a couple of years, well, since the... Since the, the fiasco that we yes, don't need to talk about. Just a year and a half ago. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is not good right now, guys. 
All right. Well, AD's got the uh, the, the score settled. AJ, what <laughs> what would you think one. of the first? Um, I mean, it's just more of the same, man. I Colorado's Colorado's best players can't be this ineffective if they're serious about winning games. And against a team as good as Winnipeg, you just can't. You just can't be this bad. Uh, you can't turn pucks over like that. You can't be that careless. Every everything that they're doing is just it's awful. I mean, they look so disjointed and out of sync, and like they don't know where they're going. They they look like a team that one has no confidence, and two is is playing like they're spending all their time thinking instead of just playing hockey. Yep, great point. You know, they don't, they just don't look like they're comfortable. They don't look like anything is natural right now. Um, it's. Don't look like they're having fun. It, well, they're definitely not having fun. Uh, and that was one thing that drove them last year. Right. Was, hey, we like winning. Winning is more fun than losing. Let's go do right. that. And right now they look like a team that is settling for mediocrity. Uh, they look like, hey, if something good happens to them, then it happens to them. But they don't look like a team that is interested in creating good things happening to them. This happens so often, guys. A team that surprises people in the playoffs one year, uh, you know, doesn't know how to re- take the next step the next year. Um, well, so let me let me interrupt you right there, though, because it's it's so interesting. What's what's made this? You know, the, the, they've lost four in a row coming into the night. Horrible first period. What's made that so interesting was that the first seven, eight games of the of the year, the feeling really was, wow, they've taken a they they did figure out how to take that step forward and, and they are still going and and such a rapid flip to to what we're watching right now. How does that happen so quickly? Because I, I it's thus far, you know, we're we're not that far into the season yet, but it's kind of already been two seasons. Well, I'm going to give him one break here and say that the injuries have played a factor. I mean, the JT Confer not being in the bottom line is really killing this team right now. They don't have a second line presence whatsoever. Uh, once again tonight, it's it's a sort of grab bag second line. Marco Dano is up there again. I mean, just enough with this experiment already. I don't know if he's been second line minutes all the way, but no. You know, Confer. Uh, out of the lineup, you know, it's not the make or break, but it's it's hurt this team a lot. And, uh, you know, Joe's getting off to, A, a slow start, then getting hurt again has kind of curtailed all that secondary scoring that we, we were hoping for. And we all knew it hinged on him, a lot of it anyway. You know, second-line guy, second-line center. Once that started going bad, it, it kind of – put too much pressure on the top line again. Now they're getting checked harder. They can't do it every single shift. Uh, I agree with AJ. They've been horrible uh, tonight. But, um, and, you know, we can go further down the list here. I mean, they've got terrible goaltending the last few games. I mean, I don't care. Well, and I, I mean, the second goal against Varley tonight is That's a joke. Fine. That's fine. I'm not going to blame Varley for everything. But the guy's, you know, giving up goals regular with regularity again. Um if Grubauer was horrible the other night, that's not helping. Um, and Eric Johnson, for some reason, has turned into a kind of a pylon out there. I don't know what's going on with Eric Johnson, but once again on that first goal, he's kind of standing around, not moving his feet. 
I didn't understand what he was doing. Uh, that first goal on the power play. Why is he laying his stick on the ice? Exactly. Um, like, because there's no passing lane there. He's laying. He put his stick on the ice in front of his goaltender. Exactly. There wasn't a. There wasn't a play there. There wasn't a. Had he done it the the other direction, I could have understood because that's a passing lane. Where he laid his stick on the ice, there was no play. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what the hell is he thinking right there? Yeah, what's going on with Aaron like, Johnson? What's he doing? What's and, he that, doing? And, and it's not to blame the first goal on him. Is, is he threatened by Sam Gerrard's presence or something? Is that what's going on? I mean, I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know, man. But I, I, the, that kind of play where I'm, I'm watching him, and I'm just like, because you know sometimes things happen. Like, yeah, you look at the you look at the first goal tonight, uh, and and like Gabriel Bork. Like, I don't I don't know that Gabriel Bork did anything bad there. You know, he was he was trying to get to a bouncing puck, and the other guy you know got a hold of it and put it in the net. The other the other guy got it and he didn't. I don't think that Gabriel Bork necessarily did anything wrong there. But when I look at Eric Johnson on that play, I'm literally I'm watching him and I'm going, what the hell is he thinking? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with this? At least I understood what Bork was trying to do right there. Even if the execution was off, I got where he was coming from in terms of his process. When I'm looking at Eric Johnson right now, I'm looking at his process going, what the, what's going on in your brain? He's like, what are you thinking, man? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's got to figure it out. Uh, I don't think Jared Bednar has adjusted well to these injuries. Uh, I think it's coming becoming clear that he's he's really had no clue how to adjust to these injuries um his line combinations have all been you know a goal here a goal there but nothing's being sustained you know and i i don't know if that's all his fault i mean it's, it's also the gm's fault now for getting more you know for getting not enough talent in the soft season when they everybody said they need more secondary scoring and they went out and got matt calvert as the answer for that that's that's fine on the PK and a goal here and there, but it's not going to win you games against the Winnipeg Jets uh, when you're just getting manhandled every single shift, basically, by four lines when you've got one line, one and a half lines. Um, it's just, a, it's just a, a, a bad situation right now. I mean, I don't think this team's going to get out of it for a while until they, until they figure out who the hell they are again and start working harder. And well, uh, and getting back to what this team is about, which is supposed to be striving toward being better. You know, I wonder if the leadership of this team took it easy. Uh, I can't really say that statistically because the top line guys are producing. But, uh, you know, gosh, yeah, it's not their fault, but it's uh, it's 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 not they're not helping the situation right now. I mean, that top line tonight in that first period was brutal. Yeah, I think uh, I I think right now Bedner's biggest problem is he's expecting he's still we're we're sixteen games in and he's still using Carl Soderberg like he did last year, in which we all said he's not going to be able to get away with that trick again. Yeah, he's not going to be able to get away burying his second best offensive center and and sticking him with a couple of overmatched wingers trying to play heavy defensive uh, minutes against top lines. You can't do it. He needs to get his head out of the clouds on that one. He needs to understand that this is not last year's team. He's coaching this year's team, and he's not getting the same level of play out of Matt Nieto, and he's he's still using him like that, although oh, you know, not tonight, obviously. I don't want to see But him. just in general. 
and he's not and he's not getting the same you know caliber play out of Matt Calvert that he got out of Blake Como last year. For the record, neither are the Dallas Stars, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm just saying it, it's still he's still coaching last year's team the same way, and he yeah. can't do it. He needs to make the adjustments. He needs to figure out that he's got a different personnel that's playing on a different level. He's he's wasting Carl Soderberg away. And instead of actually trying to do something about it, he just keeps running into the same wall over and over and over and over. Yeah, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like that first period? Well, if, it, if, it, if it's three two halves after the second, we'll all say, "What a what an adjustment by Jared Budnow! What a, this team? We all we all knew this team." But yeah, I don't see it tonight, boys. Yeah, it's more it's well, more likely right to be five nothing than three two. I have a feeling this is going to be like a five nothing game before too long. Like Varley has that look on him, like oh, I got no shot. I'm going to make a good save here and there, but I'm going to still give up a goal every you know ten minutes. And this is just the this is a bad night, boys. This is a this is going to be the fifth loss in a row on to Edmonton. I guess that's my summation so far of tonight. All right, let's get out of here. All right, well, now that everyone who is listening has lit themselves head to toe on fire, I guess let's take a break. Tell them like it is. You got to tell the truth, guys. Okay, okay, so so that's the truth. We're not altitude sports here. We're not going to cover everything up and, you know, sugarcoat stuff. All right. You know. So. No, really. No, no. We're going to tell it like it is. Don't, Don't get all sheepish, Jesse. All right, are you gonna are you gonna keep yelling, or do you want me to say what I'm gonna say? Okay, go ahead. So, are you are you guys done now that we're that we've gotten all the complaining out, all of it's spot on? How do you fix it? Because none of that was there's no solution there. What do you do? How do you make this adjustment? Use Carl Soderberg as your second line center. Trade Barry for Nylander and and get get Confer back. Don't, Don't say that, dude. No, that's just going to encourage people to think that that's a real thing. I think it should be. Go ahead yeah, and make a move. It's time. So, come out of this second period. What do you do? How do you fix this? Horrible start. Yes. What What do you do tonight? Well, your or, your top line needs to play. Your best players need to be your best players, and that's really where this whole thing starts. You know, as as well as Varley played in that period, that second goal can't happen. That's backbreaking for a team like this right now. A team with no confidence. And no belief in self to give up a to give up a soft goal like that. Where I mean, what do you look at? What what do the other guys on the ice look at when they're like, oh well, okay, great. Now the one most reliable part of the team is now breaking down on us. Like make a move. Var- Varley needs to Varley needs to be Varley. Like do your thing. Can't give up any more softies like that. You can't. You have to stay out of the penalty box, Patrick Nemeth, and. You got it. Your best players have to be your best players. That's it's it's really that simple. That's what's going to get them back into this. Good, their their best players playing good hockey, and they're going to have a chance. All, All right. right. Well, there you go. So, second intermission. AJ's keys to the second period. Let's get back. Check that second period out, and we'll see what it looks like during the next segment. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We'll be right back. 
Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. All right, welcome back in. Second segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. AJ Hayfley, I don't know why I said your name first. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, and Adrian Dater. Second intermission, Abs, Winnipeg, in Winnipeg. Much better than the first. Yeah, uh, it was Somewhere. less bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead, AD. It could have been a 2 2 game, but. Drys misses on a breakaway. Wilson misses good chance. Uh, McKinnon misses a couple of good chances. And that's just the way it goes right now. Better period, but same result. Ranton and hit a post. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you guys both still sound super down on this game. I'm looking for anything here. Better period. Can you ride that into the next period? I know they, they – they kind of lost some of that momentum there in the last 30 or so seconds. Takeaways from that period. Uh, uh, I no. mean, they had the shot advantage, um, you know, penalties. largely because of the power play, but they had the shot advantage. Yeah. I think Nathan McKinnon was, you know, bad again, uh, overpassing, missing shots. He has to score, you know, uh, better period, but still like, you know, there were, it was not a brilliant period either. Uh, there was some very good Winnipeg chances. Uh, you know, this team is just not playing well right now. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to take to, to get out of it, but, uh, first and foremost has to be Nathan McKinnon, not shooting 10 feet wide on shots from, you know, 15 feet out right now. That, that, that's number one. Those have to be on net. Yeah, they have to be. Um, you know, you know, drives makes a nice poke check there, comes in on a breakaway, but then he, you know, he got nervous a little bit. He fires the puck a million miles an hour. Hellbuck gets a, a stick on it. You know, the kid needs more time and patience, but uh, doesn't even really move to, to stop yeah, it either. Didn't really even move. I mean, upside, two games in a row, he's had shorthanded breakaways. Downside, he hadn't really come close to scoring on either one of them. Yeah. So, AJ, you, I, when we got on before we started recording here for the second mission, I said I thought Drys had been terrible tonight. You said you thought he'd been okay. What I mean, you- I, don't, I don't think he's been bad. I just think neutral. Like, there have been ups and there have been downs. Is Is that a guy that, I mean – would you keep him in your, is he earning his spot every night or should he, you think so? Yeah. I think I would keep him in the lineup. I would get rid of Marco Dano. Oh God. Yes. 
That guy, I I don't know that he's he's touched the puck at all tonight without turning it over. <laughs> I legitimately, I would have benched him for the rest of the game after the first period. I would have yeah, been done, man. I I mean, he's been he's steadily gotten worse the more he's played, and I think he's actively hurting the team. I don't know what the hell he's doing in the lineup over AJ Greer right now. I'd be I'd be real surprised if. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Nieto, um, in uh, for for Edmund the Edmonton game in two days, but if if Nieto stays out, I'd be real surprised if Greer doesn't slide in for for Marco Deneau because that dude has not been good. I mean, not even close to good. I think he's actively hurt them tonight, uh, and I think that when you look at like on ice numbers and you look at shot metrics and all that stuff, I think. Marco Deneau has been so bad that his line mates are getting crushed because of him. Yeah, this is turning so into one of the worst maybe... waiver pickups uh, in the history of the game this year. Marco Deneau. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's, that's a high bar. Andrew, Andrew Bondarchuk is still much worse. <laughs> but do you think maybe are, – are they maybe just trying to get him to the 10-game mark so they can wave him again? He's, he'll be I mean, seven. 10 games, 30 days. They're coming up on both, so it doesn't really matter. By the way, what happened to Vladislav? Speaking of guys who haven't done anything tonight, where's Vladislav Kamenov been? He's played 535. Yeah, I mean, again, again, we're talking about guys who are who are playing five minutes here. Right, but why is Bednar just burying him all of a sudden, all, you know, and, and and going more with guys like Dries who played nine minutes as opposed to Kamenov playing five minutes? Uh, well, Dries, I think, has been better than I mean, Kamenov. I guess, but once again, I mean, Bednar seems to have no clue how to play Kamenov. It's just, you know, throw him in here, put him back there. There's no, no trust. trust. Yeah. I, but, you know, I mean, I don't think Kamenov, you know, I don't think he can be judged as harshly this soon, you know, on, on, on this kind of thing. I mean, what does Bednar expect? Does he expect him to go out there and, you know, be Mark Shifley all of a sudden? I mean, just stick with your guys for a little bit. So quit, quit, quit playing a guy here at second line and throwing him down on the fourth line. I mean, he's starting to look like Joe Sacco here. Yeah, Gabe Borg yeah. playing nine minutes while Tyson Jost plays yep. eight minutes is stupid. I don't care how Jost has played or how Bork totally has played. Agree. It's stupid. Totally agree. Bad, bad coaching tonight by by Jared Bednar, not getting the most out of his team at all. Gabriel Bork, 922, the oh, and, first and two minutes. Tyson Joe, 748. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one guy I, I – Yeah, the uh... – No, I was going to say, one guy that I, I I've really liked, even in these last couple games where they have been losing, I think Colin Wilson's been really good tonight. Yeah. One nice break down the wall. That fine. was nice. Yeah, I missed on the shot. Otherwise, he's a minus one with uh, one shot on net. I think I think he's been fine. I, th- I thought he played really well against Vancouver. I liked him the other night as well. Um, I think he's, you know, I mean, he had a goal taken away from him that yeah, he should have yeah. had uh, in that game. Um, and I, I, I think he's been fine tonight. I, I don't think he's been good or bad. I just, I'm just looking at it from the perspective of. Some you've flashes. Got, you've you've so got a lot nice. of guys really not going well, and I think Colin Wilson's been been fairly consistent here the last week, ten days. Um, 
I, I, yeah. I I've noticed him I in, in a positive way that I haven't noticed a lot of other guys. Put it that way. Yeah. And he's playing a little bit more too. Bedner's always kind of tethered him to the 10 to 12 mm. minute mark. Um, and I, he's, he's already got 1130 tonight. So that's, that's solid. Um, and just, you know, what I, what I liked about that period was defensive breakdowns were, were pretty limited compared to what we saw in the first period. Mm-hmm. Um, but offensively, they're not creating anything dangerous. They went from giving up seven high danger chances to two. So defensively, it got a lot better for them. And that's pretty normal for the Avs. Um, they'll go out and they'll get they'll get rocked in the first period, and then they'll tighten the screws after that in the mm-hmm. second and third it's periods. Um, they've they've done more of that. Infuriates you though, like what I'm saying. Why don't they start the game that way? Yeah, no, it totally agree. But uh, a good adjustment there. But offensively, they've made no real adjustments, and they've created very little uh, meaningful. Um, only only 11 scoring chances yeah, at 5v5. Um, or I'm sorry, 11 scoring chances at all. They only have six scoring chances uh, at 5v5, and they're seven, They're getting beat 7-2 to in <sighs> high danger chances. 7-1, to one, I'm sorry. <laughs> Reading is hard. So they're not, they're not giving up, um, you know, that period. They did a good job of not giving up a lot, but they also created almost mm. nothing. At least at even strength. When um, you know, they had the they had good chance, they had two good chances on the on the penalty kill, and uh they had a couple of nice looks on the power play as well. But you know how third periods go, the the officials will 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 chill out on mm. calling penalties and uh you know, and they're gonna have they're gonna have to do this at five v five. They're gonna have to get a hell of a lot better at even strength tonight, where uh they're getting they're getting punched in the mouth right now, and that's you know, and and it starts again. It starts with your top guys. Yeah, and, and see, I mean, yeah. I agree with you there because because you do you 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 know you've got one period left, and I'm at least encouraged because you saw moments out of their top guys. They seemed like they were getting their legs going a little bit more. Uh, I, I thought Barry was a lot better that period. I don't think it was great. I still think there was a lot of stuff that needs to clean up, but it was better than the first. If it can be a little bit better in the third, you get one early and and you're still in it, but you've got to get one early. Well, these these are these are laments of yeah. you know a I bad mean, team though. Well, we showed a little bit better when a game was getting blown out and the other team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying, but but it doesn't yeah, matter if you're good or bad. You still want to win. It's just you know, it's nothing. Uh, I don't think there's anything real positive at all about this game tonight. Uh, they, they're just you know just going out there and just half assing it. And they know they're going to lose, and uh, so they shouldn't even come back out for the third. It's going to be a five-one game. Don't even so just don't even go back out for the third. Then I mean, unless Winnipeg just wants to mail it in, but I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to you got to bring it out. They're going to goal either cut it to two to one or three to one. They'll get a little bit excited, and they'll give up a goal, and that's the way it goes. And then they'll say, "Oh, we had a good fight in the third, and on to Edmonton." That's the way it's going to go tonight, guys. You're just a you're just a bundle of joy there, AD. Hey, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to say, "Hey, do you want me to be like, you know, hey, you sound, blues, you sound upset"? Or do you want me to tell like, you what I actually think? I mean, this team sucks right now. It's terrible. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like this. 
You just you sound like very sad. Yeah, well, and I'm just I'm pissed off at what I'm watching. I mean, I just I don't like watching this crap. You know, I'd like to see. Yeah, they just they just this is a bad day at work for us. Um, it's just I see this happening. I don't. You guys just haven't been around as long as I have. I see this stuff happening before you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's uh, take a quick break. We'll watch third period. We'll come back and we'll let you know how it finished up. What we thought this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We'll be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me was my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Third and final segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented as always by In We Go. Download the In We Go app today. Use the promo code BSN50 to get half off your first month subscription. In We Go is the only subscription service that gets you into almost any event in Denver. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, and Adrian Dater here. The Avs fall in Winnipeg 5-2. They made it entertaining for part of the third. A bad giveaway, bad special teams. The Avs lose. What do we think of the third? Tyson Jones. Bad giveaway? That's I mean, that's <laughs> friendly, man. Yeah, I was just trying to get through it quick. Quick hits right there. Honestly. Horrific dude, giveaway. That's the kind of giveaway that gets a fourth liner demoted. Like, all right, dude, we're cutting your ass. You're out of here, son. A fourth liner? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. That's that's the kind of mistake, dude. That that loses guys' jobs, right? And and if I was Bedner man, I would have sat. I would have sat McKinnon the rest of the game. So I saw an interesting. Uh, I believe it was Cole, friend of the pod, pointed out that he said, you know, you, you can watch it when McKinnon is forced to play more and you know double shift and you know we saw him playing on both the first and second power play units that his overall game takes a dip. Do you think that maybe contributed? He he looked he looked really tired near the end of the game. Yeah, I absolutely think he's getting overplayed. And this goes back to Bedner not knowing what the hell he's doing right now as he's fumbling through the dark, in my opinion. Um, and I think I think his overuse of the top line, look, I get it. The, the top line's rocking and rolling. It's the only thing that he feels like he can count on right now. So he's leaning on it. But he's leaning on it way too hard. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see the cracks show because McKinnon is actively saving energy on shifts now. Right, he's actively not moving his feet, and uh, and and the decisions that he's making and the things that he's doing, they're 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 the kinds of lazy things we've never really seen him do much in his career, and I think it's absolutely because he's uh, trying to conserve energy for when he needs the big burst, if he needs the big burst on any given shift. Mm. Yeah, no, I no, I I think uh, like I said, I believe it was Cole who pointed that out on Twitter, and I think that's. Spot on. Yeah, he and I were talking about it after the first period, and I'm totally with him on it. I think it's, I, I, I think that they're overusing him. I think they're leaning on him too hard, and uh, and we're seeing, we're seeing the adverse of effects of a guy who's never played that much. I mean, he's the only forward in the NHL who's leading his team in ice time right now. Right. You yeah, know, forwards bad. don't do that for a reason. Yeah, he's he's playing over 22 minutes a night. Uh, Tyson Jost back in the lineup tonight gets a goal. You could tell uh, just by a look on his face. That was a he needed that huge relief. Definitely needed that. Again, that brought the Abs back to three to two. You thought maybe they'd get going for Tyson Jost personally. What does that goal do for him, uh, AD? Yeah, I mean, you know, nice goal. Uh, great play all around. Barry to to Kerfoot to Jost. I mean, <laughs> tic tac toe play. I definitely thought maybe this is a, a, a moment here where they're going to come back, but then, you know, Sheldon Dries takes a penalty and well, 10 well, seconds. I know, I know, but but I'm, I'm talking about Tyson Joe specifically. Rough That's start. Fine. I just said, I think he's going to be fine. I think that was a good night for him, and uh, I'm encouraged by that. That was a good night for him overall. I gave him a B minus in the grades. I thought he was one of their better players. So that's nothing but good things tonight. I mean, do you could you want more from him? Of course. I mean, right. you know. Could you could you get more from him and everybody else tonight? Absolutely, but uh, you know at least he scored tonight, and it was a goal scorer's goal too. I mean, it was a finish of a of a play and a you know a great pass and a so so. I mean, obviously, I can only be nothing but encouraged by the fact that he scored tonight. You know, can he keep it going? Can he be consistent? He hasn't done that much in his career, but but there's always hope for the next game. So Tyson Joe scores. AD, I agree to that. To me, was I was like, hey, you know, they maybe they can can pull this off and, and overcome, you know, the the two to one now three to two, and then for the second time in one game, the Avs go on the penalty kill and give up a goal within the first ten set within within the first eight seconds of that power play. We talk a lot about faceoffs and how it's a stat that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but that's the type of situational stuff. 
Both of those faceoffs they lose clean. Winnipeg gets the the playoff just like it's drawn up. Easy goals, seven seconds and eight seconds in. Can I just say when we talk about faceoffs not mattering, when we're saying that it's faceoffs being good as a team in faceoffs has absolutely no correlation to winning and losing as a team. Mm-hmm. Situationally, they are absolutely important. They matter. I just it drives me crazy when it's it's like oh well you know we talk about faceoffs because somebody always gets snarky about it and is like oh yeah faceoffs don't matter and it's like dude they, like they absolutely matter in situations especially they they absolutely do matter in, in those teams, situations they like they they one hundred percent matter offensive zone defensive zone draws. They matter, but there's no correlation between winning and losing teams and being good and bad at faceoffs. But there's just I not. I think though, if you look at the top, generally better teams, they win more faceoffs than they lose. Yes, are there odd man, are there odd situations with teams that don't? Yes, but I think in general, AJ, when you look at the numbers, if you look at the top ten teams, they're all over the board. They they have better faceoff percentages than than the bad teams. Isn't that? right and fair to say or, or no 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 i mean it's i'm so when i say they're all over the board i mean if you go and look at the the top face-off teams right now if you go and look at the top half and the bottom half they're winning and losing teams all over the board well like it's like right now some of your your two of your best face-off teams in the nhl are the blues and the kings and the red wings yeah, that, that's not why they. And the that's Panthers. not why they lose though because they're, they're winning face-offs they're, they're losing because they have you know Bad goaltending on those teams. Jonathan Quick's terrible. You know he's out for he's out. He, they have you know they have a bit, right. I mean, they, you know you can't just say oh they're losing faceoffs because that means that means they're not you know they're winning faceoffs but they're losing. That means they're not you know faceoffs don't matter. I mean, it, there's all kinds of other factors. But I generally agree with you. It doesn't matter except when it really does matter, which is on special teams and moments when you have to win a faceoff and get the puck in key yeah. moments, and they. Once again, failed on that tonight. Situationally, totally important, and we saw it again tonight. You have to win, like, the big ones. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, you're susceptible to the shit that happened tonight where they they had 15 seconds seconds of combined power play time and two power play goals. Blake Wheeler, five points tonight. That's terrible. Blake Wheeler, five points. Uh, Winnipeg got a 33.3% uh, power play percentage coming to, into tonight, second best in the league, three for five tonight, 60%. So they double their already superlative average against the Avalanche tonight, which, you know, can't really say about the Avalanche anymore if they're, you know, a really good penalty-killing team anymore. I mean, they... No, they were a really good penalty-killing team for the, about the first month, I mean, first three weeks. I think weeks. they were still in the top ten coming into today, but they shouldn't be after tonight. Uh I think they're 84 point something percent, which put them uh, about eighth in the league. So it wasn't terrible, but it, you know, Winnipeg just exposed them tonight in all facets of that of that part of the well, game. Well, you know, I I tweeted out fair. this morning or, or this afternoon. This is this was a such a bad game for the Avs to try to be in a situation to try to get back going. They they never have good games against Winnipeg. They they always lose in Winnipeg. It's just it's just such a bad matchup for them. So you're you're fighting uphill. To begin with, and then you've got you know like you know like we said earlier, McKinnon's getting tired, and and 
you know, you've, you've got your bottom lines that, that, you know, nothing really seems to be clicking. You've got injuries all over the place. So it was just, it was a really bad situation to begin with that, that got even worse as, as the first period went on, I thought. Yeah. I mean, well, when we talked about best players need to do um, the need to be their best players, you know, Eric Johnson, to his credit, stepped yeah. up in that third yeah. period. Really nice finish. I I thought yeah, it was a great goal, and I thought overall he played pretty well. They started. I don't think it's a coincidence that he started to look a lot better when they started feeding him more minutes. Yeah, that that's my. Favorite. You know, he started getting that regular turn again, and they started leaning on him, and it was like, okay. And I'm I I think that's you know I think Bedner needs for as much as I gave Bedner shit for uh, coaching last year's team uh, tonight I think he needs to maybe lean on EJ a little bit more mm. to get the best out of him. Got to do something to kickstart him. Got to do something mm. to kickstart Barry because those are those are two of your best defensemen uh, whose play has just been so sketchy. And look, they both made great plays in the third period. Both you know that's that's their two goals tonight. <laughs> We talked about Tyson Jost after the second period playing like seven minutes. They put him out there with skilled players. He gets right. a goal. Ah, what is this? Yeah. You think you think these things are uh you, you think these things are, are right coincidence? Like, no, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta get the best out of your best guys and you gotta you gotta put them in those situations. Give those guys minutes, give them a chance, throw them out there. Quit dicking around with Gabriel Bork and Matt Calvert. Yeah. You know, quit quit messing around with uh with, with Marco Mark, Deneau at let's all. Just, yeah, let's like like just remove his six minutes from the game and put in anybody. Just, just get point. rid of Marco Deneau. First get get him off the team. I mean, absolutely nothing's gone right, it seems like, since they got this guy. He's played seven games so far. I think he's averaged, you know, eight minutes a game, zero points so far. Um uh, bad penalties here and there all the time. Just no fundamentals. Tired of seeing him play. Uh, time to end the Marco Dino experiment. Now, is he at fault for only playing four minutes tonight? Well, you can look at it both ways. You know, he didn't earn any more ice time. Uh, but I just don't know why Jared Bednar is still playing the guy. I mean, is it because he doesn't want to spite management for going out and getting him on waivers? You know, does he does not want to make Chris McFarlane look bad for getting one of his old boys again or something? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but he's not even one of his old boys, is he? He, he didn't come from I, – I, I forgot he, he did not – no, I'm, I'm right. He played for Columbus. He did at right? one point, yeah. Can, he, he played for yeah. Bednar in the, in the American League. Right. So this is one of their old boys again that they got from the Columbus system that they think, aha, let's get this guy in here. He, we played, he played for me back in the day. Uh, Marco Deneau is not the team's problem, this, though. I'm like, I, I, I'm, look, I, I'm, I can't I agree win that argument. You. Like when you say that, but I, know. I agree. I agree with you that he needs he needs to go. But again, we're. I just feel like we've we've spent so much time but, on but, guys but who are playing here, six minutes and they're not here, making any. Here's the any problem, difference. though, and and you just kind of said it yourself. They're not making any like, difference. Teams that are winning are. Right, but Sheldon drives at fifteen minutes is a bigger problem. Right, I know, but but me. the reason you have guys like like Deneau only playing six minutes because to AD's point, he's not earning more than six minutes. So you're you're having to run a shorter bench. You're having to double shift Miko. For me, it's it's you know the the second line. I think Kerfoot and Wilson have been good together. 
I, I think you keep that together. You find another consistent member of that line. I think you'll see some secondary scoring there. Right now, for me, it's beyond that. We're, we're, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were saying, oh, you know, you've got JT Comfer on that fourth line. He's going to chew up other guys' bottom six. You don't have any of that. The Avs are getting killed in their bottom six right now. And, and it's because you've got guys like, like Deneau well, and, who, and- you're right, aren't making any impact, and that's an issue. Well, and Matt Cowher playing impact. 15 minutes that's, is stupid. That's part of the problem. Making negative right. impact. You can be a bad – you can be like, a fourth-line guy and not do anything and kind of be like a Gabriel Bork and sort of slide by. But when you're a guy like Dano just goes out and just makes stupid right. play after stupid yeah. play. Yeah. Like, I think tonight was the first time I saw Dano like, actively hurting them. Like, I really – I have not – I have not felt strongly about his play – up to this point, I mean, I mean, I feel like he hasn't done anything, but I don't feel like it's been like, oh my god, this is really bad tonight. I thought he was really bad, and he hurt them. And it was okay. You got to pull the cord on this. You're seven games in, and this, right. I mean, it's and it's getting worse. You know, and he's he's anchoring whatever whatever line that he's on, whatever whatever opportunity he's being given. You know, is is dragging them around. But you know, I I also think Colorado's top line tonight. Colorado's top line was pretty pretty well, god awful they needed to yeah. be a lot better as well i gave Ranton and mckinnon both f's i gave uh Landis well i mean that's probably heavy for me but <laughs> you give out f's easier than i do um all right like i try to i try to save an f for like a really like an f worthy performance like i would have given mckinnon an f tonight easily i mean i often say this in the grades when i do them i do this a little bit of on a curve you know um you know, I'm going to be. I'm going to give a guy like Rance an F when he gets zeros all over the score sheet. Um, I didn't think he had any. Uh, I don't think he had one really good scoring chance tonight. Did he? I think did he have that one time in the first period? There was one play where McKinnon made a pass to, but I, was that Landy or, Mc, or he, Rance? Rantanen hit the post tonight, and he got stopped on a one time. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. So I'm not. I'm going to change that grade. I haven't published <laughs> this yet. He Rance gets a D now. I forgot yeah. he hit the post. Shame on me for the missing. All right. Well, now that we've helped AD straighten out his grade book, let's go ahead and jump out of here for the night so we can get recaps and podcasts and grades and all that stuff posted. Uh, Not too late tonight. We're benefiting from a little bit of an early start. One good thing to come out of tonight, eh? Yeah. Well, and I mean, Edmonton has, I mean, that's that's turned into a must win game. Because they come back, well, and, the and Edmonton's playing well right now. So you you've got to go into Edmonton. You that's a team that when you're playing full force, you probably should beat. You got McKinnon versus McDavid. You, you're spot on. That you have to go in and win that game. Like these next couple of games, man. These are these are really big because this this is the kind of spiral that you know the takes Ottawa. you out of a season. You know, oh. Hey, the abs, the abs would have would have been a playoff team this year exactly. had it not been for the entire month of November. That's right. I mean, five, six-game losing streaks in the Western Conference, that is very often fatal yeah. to teams. Um, they, they've you know. hit it early enough in the season that they can definitely still get this together, but it's it's got to be now. It's yeah. got to be quick. you got to stop this. That, that fast start. Right. They gave back that the six-one six one start. start definitely – was a saving grace for them, but um, yeah, six game losing streak. Then you come home, play Boston and Washington. I think they'll win at least one of those damn games, but 
They should mm. beat Boston because there's no Tuka Rask. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's true. They, uh, I think the Yaroslav Halak gave up six goals last night to Vancouver as well, though. Uh, Rask left for personal reasons today, so yeah, who knows what's going on there? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, who? It doesn't matter what Boston game they've 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 got to go in Edmonton right. and figure out find a way to win yeah. a game. I mean. Somebody's got to stand on their head, or McKinnon's got to come up. Somebody's got to make a difference and win a hockey game. Otherwise, think of the whole six-game losing yeah, streak. Some, we are talking about you know minor panic time here. I mean, one of those one of those dudes with a letter on his name needs to stand up and and give a tongue lashing to some fools in the locker room tonight. And I think it I, really it should be yeah, ninety two, yeah. and it should start and it should start with his line mate. He's the captain. Yeah, it should. It should. I mean, he should. It should start with the tearing down of McKinnon because that's that turnover is that turnover that led to the Wheeler goal was so yep. deflating and just absolutely unacceptable, man. Moment. I mean, that's that's awful stuff. You know, you can Sheldon Dry is taking a, a ridiculously stupid penalty and then them getting scored on. You know, that's that's one thing. But when your best player and and one of your leaders does something like what he did that lazy and that apathetic. I mean, it was, that's, that's embarrassing. And, and that's, that's a, that's a, you know, you need to, you need, you need to have an honest moment with your teammates after that shit. You know, you, there needs to be some, something that gets said because you don't just shrug that off as, Oh, well, Hey, Nate does a lot of good things for us. So you just live with that. To be fair, I don't think anyone's saying that, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I don't look. He had a bad game. I'm not gonna, you know. He's he's still a hell of a player. I, I we'll talk about this in the next podcast, maybe next week. We'll see how the Edmonton game yeah. goes before we do. But I do want to touch on our next podcast. How and I've been hinting at this lately. I don't sense that this team is very together right now, in the same sense that. It was last year. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like there's some kind of class divide in the room or people just don't know what their roles are. Uh, it could be Bednar's fault. It could be leadership in the room. Something's not right in the room right now. Um, we'll, we'll perhaps talk about that on Monday. Yeah, well, let's see what happens on, on Sunday. They go into Edmonton. This could be a completely different tone on Monday, or it could, like you said, A.D., Maybe time to start reaching towards be, the panic button. Yeah, I'll be having the panic button, like big red button in front of my face in this next podcast if they lose next game. So. All right. Well, that will be on Monday. Hopefully no big red panic buttons, but we will have to wait and see. For AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Thank you guys all so much for listening.